today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favorite one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was buried. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Well, have you heard the latest podcast? It used to be that when people went on vacation, they'd ask, do you have any good books to read? But now it seems that when people go on vacation, the question they ask is, do you have a podcast you recommend? Most of us enjoy a good podcast, and this is evident by the popularity of such podcasts like uh, Serial and, and, and This American Life and um, Joe Rogan. Uh, now, come on now. Some of y'all know y'all listen to Joe Rogan. Somebody listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Podcasts have become the most popular medium for storytelling and even communication in our culture. The other day, I, I called my daughter, and we were talking, and I was asking her what she was doing. And she said, just listening to Snap Judgment. And I said, she's a chip off the old block. None of y'all probably don't even know what Snap Judgment is. Look it up. If the Gospels were written today, beloved, I have no doubt in my mind that they would have begun as a podcast. Matthew would have started his podcast and called it Jesus and the word he came to fulfill. Mark would have done his podcast and, and called it Jesus and the power he came to display. John would have started his podcast and called it Jesus and the God he came to reveal. And I'm convinced this morning, in my own mind, that Luke started his podcast and he would have called it Jesus and those he came to save. And with that in mind, let us think of this series like a podcast. 
It's a weekly podcast, and the idea here is that when we go through the Gospel of Luke, we're not going to cover everything in Luke. This won't be an examination of everything Luke has to say about Jesus and his world. But what it will be, beloved, is a focus on Jesus and particularly those people whom Jesus encountered, those he came to save. And each week, each week, we'll, we'll take our attention, we'll draw our attention upon someone just like you and, and just like me, someone who, who came to know Jesus, and in coming to know Jesus, their life was never the same. We'll examine these life-changing encounters with Jesus that are key, key to the gospel of Luke. And so this morning, I want to set before you season one, episode one. Jesus is coming. Season one, episode one, Jesus is coming. But like any podcast, we got to do some background information. And so let's talk about Luke a little bit. The Gospel of Luke comes to us by way of inspiration and research by one named Lucas. That was his name. We know him as Luke. And he's mentioned several times in the Bible. He's mentioned in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 14. We are told that he was a dear companion of Paul and a well-respected physician. No doubt he had traveled with Paul on many of Paul's missionary journeys. He is also mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11. And there we see that Luke was with Paul when all others seemed to have abandoned him. At the end of Paul's days, as he was indeed in those final days before his execution, Paul mentions that Luke alone is with him. Paul was comforted with the presence of his dear friend and long companion, Dr. Luke. And like any good podcaster, Luke was a researcher, a discoverer of facts, a discoverer of knowledge. He wanted to know. He was not among those, he was not among those, beloved, who had walked with Jesus and, and witnessed the resurrection, but rather Luke was among those who came to know Jesus through those who knew Jesus. He listened to their stories. He verified their accounts. And in doing so, he was led by the Spirit to write it down. And we, we see this in his own testimony in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 1 where the Bible begins there, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitness and servants of the word. With this in mind, Luke says, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to start a podcast. No, I too decided 
to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. There was a researcher, diligent, diligent in verifying the stories and the accounts that he had heard of Jesus. But the uniqueness of Luke, however, is that he was not Jewish. He was a Gentile. He was not among the early majority Christians in the church who had a Jewish background. He was not like Matthew and Mark and, or, or John. And, and beloved, I think this affords Luke a unique perspective under the guidance of the Holy Spirit to look and to listen and to understand who Jesus is, what Jesus said, and what that all meant. And so in Luke, we see, in Luke, we see the uniqueness of the wideness, the wideness of Jesus' ministry. Luke is the longest of the Gospels. In fact, Luke is the longest book in the New Testament because Luke was diligent and he was detailed. Luke is the most detailed of the Gospel writers. His telling of Jesus' coming, it's both dramatic and poetic. You read the Gospel of Luke, particularly around the advent of the coming of Christ, and the thing that Luke records is the stuff of songs, the stuff that movies are made out of. Luke's account of Jesus is the most inclusive, the most diverse. You read the Gospel of Luke and you see Jews and Gentiles, men and women, rich and poor, all alike, in telling the story of the ministry of the Gospel through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel, according to Luke, is for all people in all walks of life. And so in Luke, we kind of see just the most progressive nature of the ministry of Jesus. How wide it is. Luke focuses more on Gentiles than, the, than any of the other Gospels. Luke gives more attention to the women in Jesus' life than any of the other Gospels. The birth narrative that Luke gives centers around Mary and focuses our attention on the dramatic events in her life. Luke is the one that gives us the reference later on as Jesus is going to the cross to the daughters of Jerusalem. And it is Luke. It is Luke who gives us the most memorable and transformative parable, the Good Samaritan and the Prodigal Son. In Luke, we find the humanity of Jesus identifying with us, and not just with some of us, but with all of us. All of us find ourselves 
in the gospel as according to Luke. In Luke, the coming of Jesus is Jesus coming to save the world. Not just some people, but all peoples. Jesus came to save the world. And we see this from the very beginning. God was going to save the world. And from the very beginning, Jesus was always coming. This is the point as we reach the Gospels, in the time of the Gospels. The point is that from the very beginning, God had always promised that Jesus was coming. And when we come to the Gospel, His coming is reaching this crescendo. God didn't just send Jesus. It's the point. He didn't just send Jesus, but He sent the angels to proclaim that Jesus was coming. He didn't just send Jesus to the earth. He sent the angels to proclaim the time has come. Jesus is coming. And this is told in no more dramatic account than in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus coming. Jesus coming. And when God sent the angels, beloved, he didn't just send any angels. He sent Gabriel. He sent Gabriel. Now you do understand that the, that the Bible tells us that there are host upon host upon host upon host of angels in the Bible. They are in, in heaven. They are ministering spirits, as, as the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1 and, and verse 14. They are ministering spirits. They are sent by God to minister upon the world and to and for his people. But they are ministering spirits because, as it says in 1 Kings chapter 22 and verse 19, that they are servants of God. They are servants of God, ever ready, standing before the throne of God, ever ready at his attention. And they are angels. They are ministering spirits. They are ever ready. Soldiers standing at attention, waiting for the command of God. And when the command comes in Psalm 103 and verse 20, it says that the angels carry out the word and the will of God. Host, host upon a host of them, standing, waiting for God's word. And God's will. And chief among the angels is Gabriel. He is God's chief messenger. He is the one who is sent with special assignments. He was sent to Daniel. And Daniel 9 and 
In verse 21, when Daniel was struggling with understanding the things that God was revealing to him in, in dreams, and God sent Gabriel with a word of wisdom, with a word of encouragement and clarification. Why? Because he is the one, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1 and verse 19, who is standing in the presence of God. He is the one of the angels standing closest to God. Ever waiting instructions. We do understand that when the angels come with a message, beloved, it is an important message. The angels only carried important messages. And Gabriel only carried the important of the important messages. And there was no more important message than the message that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And Gabriel becomes the Advent Angel. The Advent Angel. Gabriel becomes the one who brings the message of the good news of the gospel from heaven. The good news of the coming of Jesus, Gabriel. Gabriel becomes the messenger of grace. Gabriel becomes the angel of Advent. If it was Christmas, it was Gabriel. And he brings it. He brought it in Luke chapter 1 and verse 19. And he comes to speak to Zechariah about the birth of his son, John the Baptist. He comes in Luke chapter 2. He's the one who speaks to the shepherds who's watching the sheep by night. And it was Gabriel, God's chief messenger and servant, who was sent with the greatest message the world has ever heard. And he comes to Mary and says, Mary, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And with the coming of Jesus, is the coming of favor. The message I bring is a message of favor. Because with the coming of Jesus comes favor. Chapter 1, verse 28. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, beloved, when Gabriel spoke to Mary, he told her that she had been chosen for blessing. She had been chosen for favor. She had been chosen for grace. We often think about our salvation 
as being chosen by grace. And it is, beloved. But we are not just chosen by grace. We are chosen for grace. Chosen for the gracious favor and blessing of God. Mary, the Bible says, was highly favored. It could be said, and it has been said, that the text could be translated that she was Mary full of grace. Full of grace. Now, beloved, understand that we are not Catholic, and we don't venerate Mary, and we don't pray to Mary. But the Catholics are right about this, beloved, in reminding us that Mary was especially blessed, highly favored. And this is the testimony, not just of Gabriel, but this is the testimony of God the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit says in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 41. The Bible says, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. I think the Bible wants us to understand that that was Holy Spirit speaking. Blessed are you, Mary. Favored are you, Mary. You have been blessed with charisma. Charisma. Grace upon grace. Great grace. The free gift of favor has come upon you. Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And notice, and notice how the angel defined this great grace. Gabriel said, you are full of grace because, again in verse 28, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. That's what favor is. Some of you might recall, we discussed this before. That's what favor is. Favor is the presence and the pleasure of God where God comes and is pleased to be. There is favor. And many, many have been favored by God throughout the history of redemption. Beloved Abraham and Sarah were favored by God. Hagar was favored by God. Jacob and Joseph and Moses were favored by God. Joshua and Hannah and David and, and Esther and Hezekiah and, and many more had been favored by God. But none, none, beloved, no one was ever more favored than Mary. No one more favored than Mary because not only did she have the promise that the Lord would be with you, she literally had the Lord with her. That's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. She was the virgin who would conceive. She was the one who would bear a son. She would know him as Emmanuel. 
God with us. I'm trying to figure out who else could say that. That God was with her, in her. She was the epitome of God's grace. She was the example, beloved, of God's favor. You want to know how God's grace and favor works? Look at Mary this morning. Just look at Mary. She was a peasant girl from Nazareth. She grew up like I did. She was a nobody, one preacher said, from a nothing town in the middle of nowhere. I can testify to that. Amen, Phil. Amen. And this, beloved, is the ultimate display of God's grace and favor. Because favor is for the unfavorable. Grace is for the undeserved. This is the pattern in the, Luke, in the Gospel of Luke that you'll see over and over and over and over again. That grace comes to those who don't deserve it. That favor is for the unfavorable. That his mercy comes to the unexpected. And this is the way of the Lord. This is not just the way of the Gospel, beloved. This is the way of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 begins and reads, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may be able to boast before him. A peasant girl in Nazareth, nobody from a nothing town in the middle of nowhere, comes the message of God, full of grace, his favor, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And the coming of Jesus is not just the coming of favor, but with the coming of favor is the coming of peace. This is the coming of peace. Gabriel brings the message of the coming of Jesus with the coming of peace. But the angel said to her in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have indeed found favor with God. Do not be afraid, Mary. And naturally, beloved, naturally when Mary gets this news from the angel, Gabriel, naturally she was afraid. This was an angel of the Lord. This was an angel of the Lord. Naturally she was afraid. Naturally Mary was confused. 
She was confused because she was not pregnant and had no plans to be. She and Joseph were not yet married. And she was afraid of this word, and rightly so. She was afraid of this being, and rightly so. She was intimidated by these pending circumstances, and rightly so. Notice what Gabriel does. Gabriel knows and senses and sees her trepidation and her fear. And he immediately calms her fears. Why? Why, beloved? Because, beloved, there is nothing to fear. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, beloved, and there is nothing to fear because when Jesus comes, he brings peace. The coming of Jesus, beloved, is shalom. It is comfort to the world and to our hearts. Notice what he said. Don't be afraid. You have God's favor. Remember, the favor is God's presence. And God's presence is God's peace. So the angel looks at Mary and says, Mary, Mary, I need you to focus. I need you to focus. Please, focus. Why? Because Isaiah 26 and verse 3 tells us that he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Focus. 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 Favor is peace, beloved. Focus. Grace is peace. Now, I want us to focus this morning, because this is very important. I want us to focus. The law doesn't bring peace. The law doesn't bring peace. Never has, never will. Those who try to keep the law and live by the law, beloved, are always afraid. Always afraid. Worried they might break the law. Scared of God's wrath. You know what the Bible gives as the greetings that Christians give to one another? The greetings for the Christian and the church is not law and peace to you. No, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2. Philippians chapter 1, verse 2. Colossians chapter 1, verse 2. Philippians chapter 1, verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace to you and peace. Grace to you and peace. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Over and over and over again, grace and peace go together. Grace and peace. When Mary was afraid, when I understand who wouldn't be. But the message of the angel and the message for us this morning 
is that God didn't send Jesus in the world to scare us. This is not why he was born. God is not the boogeyman. Jesus is not Baba Yaga. He is not. Fear is a tactic of the enemy, beloved. And God doesn't come to scare you. He doesn't have to. He's God. God don't have to scare you. He is God. Listen, listen to me. Rules-based religion creates fear and steals joy. It does. It does. I was speaking once to a seven-day Adventist friend of mine, and I just looked at him and I said, man, y'all just kill joys. And they said to me, you know, I think you're right because everything is so regimented. Can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that, must do this, must do that, can't eat this, can't have that. Rules-based religion, beloved, creates fear and steals joy. Jesus is full of grace. The message of the gospel is a message of grace. The message of the gospel is a message of comfort. The message of the gospel is a message of peace. When God sends Isaiah to the nation of Israel with the message he sends to him in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, and I love the way the King James says it, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. That's Handel's Messiah. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. And is there any wonder, beloved, that when Jesus comes, the angel says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that shall be for all people. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Jesus is coming, and he brings with him peace, comfort, and joy. And lastly, beloved, the coming of Jesus is the coming of the kingdom. When the angel Gabriel pronounces that Jesus is coming, is pronouncing that the king is coming. The coming of the kingdom. Chapter 1, verses 32 and 33. Gabriel says to Mary, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Listen, beloved, listen. This was no ordinary announcement. 
This was to be no ordinary pregnancy. This would be no ordinary birth. This was going to be no ordinary child. And as Shade would say, this is going to be no ordinary love. No, 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 beloved. No, no, no ordinary love. Not this one. This message from the angel was clear. This was going to be different. Mary was going to give birth to a kingdom. Mary was going to give birth to a king. When Mrs. Alberta King gave birth to her son named Michael, she didn't know that he would become Martin Luther King Jr. When Mrs. Nancy Lincoln gave birth to her second son and named him Abraham, she didn't know that he would become Abraham Lincoln. But when Mary gave birth to Jesus, somebody help me this morning. When Mary gave birth to Jesus, she had already been told he going to be different. Somebody asked the question, Mary, did you know? She said, yeah, Gabriel told me. Gabriel told me this child was going to be the one the prophet said was coming. This child was going to be the one that the angels worshipped. This child was going to be the one who wrote the universe and gave meaning to the cosmos. This child was going to be the king of kings. This child was going to be the son of the Most High. And you're right, Mary. He's not going to be the son of Joseph. He is going to be the son of God. And guess what? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Mary, did you know that your baby boy had walked where angels trod? And when you kissed that little baby, you kissed the face of God. Mary, did you know? And Mary said, yeah, I knew. Gabriel told me. He told me. And he told me that Jesus was coming. And I'm so glad. And I'm so glad he came. I am so glad. I'm so glad he came. Listen, 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 beloved. Listen to me this morning. The coming of Jesus and the message of grace and the message of joy and peace and the message of the kingdom is the message that we see not just proclaimed to Mary but proclaimed throughout the gospel of Luke it is the message we still proclaim today Jesus he brings favor he brings joy. He brings peace. He brings the kingdom of God. And all those and all those in Jesus this morning have his favor, have his peace, and are in his kingdom. I pray, I pray, I pray 
to that is each of us this morning. Amen? Amen. Join us next week for season one, episode two. Let's pray.